and welcome to Worrisome Canards, the treacherous trade of Ramjack. Hello, everyone. I'm Alex, and joining us today for the podcast is our good friend, Brad. Hello, citizens. Hello. Mm. Sorry, I had to take a swig off of the old sweet Z um, before we get into it. But um, this is a casual episode this week. We've just come off of the high uh, All Hallows' Eve times, winding down as we move toward Thanksgiving. Br- Brad, any tales from the uh, from All Hallows' Eve? I mean, sure. Yeah, it was a you know it was good times. Went to Horror Nights a bunch last week. It was good. Um, last night, the last night of it was Saturday. Um, so I was I was there on Halloween. I was there the day after Halloween. I was there the Friday after Halloween. I was there the Saturday after Halloween. So uh, really got wow. spent, spent a lot of quality time with my dear lamb pal. Um, just a true true hero. I'm gonna miss that little lamb. I love him so much. Was that the last house you went into for the season? You went back and saw the lamb one last time? Uh, no, no, no. Wow. No, no, no. Slap in the face to that poor little lamb. The, la- the last one we went to, uh, we did Dueling Dragons twice. Uh, because the first time, that motherfucking pervert wizard still had a head. So we had mm. to go through it again and go through it on the other side. So that that way, we could go out making sure that my pal Blizzrock took that pervert's head. With the power oh, yeah. of the hate frost. <laughs> Yeah, you can't you can't end the season without knowing that that wizard is in the ground. Yeah, for the final time. Yeah, well done, well done. It was a good it was a good one. Um, I will say, uh, I uh, I really I really fucked myself over. Uh-oh. Um, I was I had, a, I had a plan in place this year. I was mm-hmm. like, all right, I am not going to spend you know more extra money at horror nights. Yeah. that I don't have to. Um, and I'm not going to already contributing at what yeah. like a fourth of the whole funds to run it yeah pretty much like i'm bankrolling most of the events yeah yeah um you're an investor at this point yeah so i'm like all right well this merchandise like i'm not gonna fucking you know spend a ton of money on merchandise when i know that they're gonna mark it down you know at the end of the event and then there'll be the garage sale that i can go to and get stuff really marked down um so i'm like all right well there's a couple of items i got my eye on you know to see if i can grab later so that was that was my plan not buying a bunch of merch up front I bought one magnet early on because they do like weekly magnets. Um, which, by the way, they jacked up the price of the magnets this year, so I did not buy another one. Hmm. And I didn't realize it until I got to the register. I was like, what, you motherfuckers? These were like $8 last year. Now this is like 14 Wow. Like, thanks a lot, Joe Biden. Um, <laughs> so I Bring was like, the price right, well, of magnets. Jeez. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I was like, all right, all right. So I'm. that was my plan. And Halloween night, everything's still full price. Makes sense. Mm-hmm. Wednesday, everything was still full price. Makes sense. And I'm keeping an eye out, you know, because I know once it goes on sale, you know, stuff's going to start flying. Thursday, I see the message go up that they've put us, they've marked stuff down to 70% off. Wow. Nice. So I'm like, all right. It's okay. I wasn't planning on going to Horror Nights tonight, but with that news, what I'm going to do is I'm going to leave work and at five o'clock on the dot, drive to Universal, get over there, get my mug, maybe get a hat. Who knows? We'll see what happens. And then I'll get out. Won't stay the full night. Maybe maybe I'll go see my lamb pal. You know? Yeah. Maybe go see my lamb pal. Maybe I'll see a Yeti. Maybe I'll, you know, see what's happening over Darkest Deal. See those demons. So around two o'clock, 
a guy who I work with comes by my office. He's like, hey, I got some bad news. Um, you got a flat tire. And I was like, oh. But I was like, ah, you know, it's it's Florida. Like, it's probably just because, like, the, you know, the shift in, you know, temperatures causes, you know, you, you have to pump up your tires. I, of course, had forgotten my, my tire inflator, left it at home, didn't Ooh. have it in the car. So... I was like, all right, well, it's probably not that bad, but, um, but he was like, hey, I've got a, I've got a tire inflator, so after work, you know, I can help you out. We'll just uh, get your tire pumped. I was like, all right, perfect, awesome, thank you. So five o'clock rolls around. Um, we go out to my car. He brings over his little inflator and doesn't seem to be working. Also, my tire is much lower than I anticipated. I thought it was just kind of low. I didn't realize it was like gonna be like flat, 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 but it was like, oh, I cannot, this is not doable. This is not good. Um, and I realized the reason the air wasn't going in is because there was a nail in my tire. Ooh, lame. This tire inflator is not gonna be able to inflate because there is a nail in my tire. So I'm like, fuck, I guess I need to put the spare on. So uh, we get, luckily, you know, Akil helps me out. We, you know, between the two of us, we get that tire changed. Nice. And, uh, I'm like, all right, well, I, you know what? I know Costco is not that far from the office. So I'm like, and I, you know, I know they got like a tire center and they're open till eight. So I'm like, all right, I'm going to make it to Costco and I'll be good. So I get to Costco. It is confounding what is happening at this Costco automotive center. I've never tried to use their, you know, automotive tire services. I've heard good things. I've heard people say, yeah, oh yeah, you get really good tire deals. So I, so I, I go in, I can't even figure out where I'm supposed to go in at first. Like, cause I'm like, I don't, cause like the little car bays are there and that's where you park for the automotive. But I, and I just hadn't paid attention cause it's, it's the same, it's up front. There's a separate, separate door for it, but it's right there. But it's so far away from the auto place. I was like, do I need my, there's somewhere back here. Where, where am I going? Um, and this one's like, oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, you just go up, it's up at the front, but uh, if there's nobody there, um, just wait around. I should be there in the next five minutes. I'm like, all right. All right so you're like the only person here. What's going on? <laughs> So I go up there, there's one guy that's just in front of me and he's just gotten there as well and he's getting checked in and the guy's like starting to check him in and he's like, oh yeah, I've got an appointment for a tire, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, oh, hold on. I, I gotta go, I gotta go clock out or I'm gonna get in trouble. And so he like runs away and I guess he has to like take a break. Okay. And then there's just no one there for like five to 10 minutes. At one point, this woman comes from the back and is like, oh, is uh, so-and-so not here? He's like, um, he said something about him to clock out for a break. Oh, okay. And then she leaves. What time is it? It's- Because already you're looking at your watch thinking, I'm not going to get those those sweet deals yeah. oh, if it's we like, don't it's hurry like up. It's like 6.30 or something. Okay. It's like- yeah, I don't know. Well, I mean, and the deals, you know, they, they marked them down, like, at, at noon. So I was like, I mean, I know, like, stuff is already flying, but my concern was, you know, that when the Horror Nights crew arrives, stuff's going to be gone. Yeah. So, like, we're, we're already there. Um, so I, yeah, so she goes and she's like, oh yeah, she disappears. And then he comes back eventually, but he still keeps wandering off. And I'm like, I don't know what he's doing. I don't know if he's like working on a break, um, and thus just being taken advantage of by his corporation, um, or what's happening. But he just keeps wa wandering away. And he's like, like, he's in the process of checking the guy in. Like he's, the guy hasn't finished like the typing in his name, getting his appointment and pressing the button to put him in the system for whatever reason I, I like I don't know what like why you don't finish that at least yeah much less it asking takes what? me like a what few my minutes right is. yeah oh yeah yeah um, so eventually, and she comes back again, and we basically do the same thing. She's like, is he still gone? Uh, well, he was here a second ago, and then he went back towards the back. I don't know if he's looking for you or... 
okay. And then she leaves again. This is when the next time you someone says, can someone please check me in? So or you go looking for someone else. It's now been like, I don't know, 15, 20 minutes. Yeah, that's... And another person has wandered in and he's like, so what's going on? And we, it's so much to explain that it's, it's, we're both just kind of uh, at odds of, unable to explain the situation, but he catches on soon enough because there's a few (laughs) more minutes of it. Um, But eventually that guy comes back, checks the guy in, and then he gets to me. Nope, sorry. Nope. Then he wanders away again. But then the woman comes and now she's going to check me in. So she checks me. She's like, um, all right, so uh, what's going on? I'm like, yeah, I had a flat tire. Uh, looks like there's a nail in it. I don't know, you know, if it's if I just need a new tire or if you can be repaired. I I don't know. So like, oh, hey, what kind of car is it? Give her the information. She's like, okay. Yeah, we don't carry that tire. <laughs> no. No. I don't know a lot about cars. I don't know a lot about tires. I don't know why there's so many different kinds of tires. It seems dumb to me. Like, I mean, I don't think we need to have that many different sizes of tires. True. Now, granted, when I was talking to Dan about this, and it's like, well, we're probably some of the only people that go to Costco that don't have a giant car. So that's probably why they don't carry the tire. (laughs) Because everyone else is driving giant SUVs or something. I don't know. But so they're not even going to look at my tire to see if it can be fixed. I don't even know if they fix tires there. It was just the first tire place that I knew of in route, you know, from work. And because um, you have a Honda Fit, right? Mm -hmm. The Fit is Go. I would assume that whatever tire fits that fits most cars of that size. Yeah. So did they just not have it in stock? Or did she say specifically, we do not carry that size Well, they didn't uh, have, it. They didn't have it there. So. Okay, so they just didn't have it there. I, I, don't, know if they, I don't know if they usually do or not, but I'm, I'm a person that is on a, a very shaky, you know, you know, spare tire. Which, oh, by yeah. the way, I should tell you, is also not, looks a little low. Like... I was, it was very, it was a nervous drive to Costco. Um, so I'm like, ah, fuck. So I'm like, all right, well, I guess I'm going to have to drive on this fucking spare all the way home, which I mean, it's not that far. Like I'm like, my, they can't patch it. They don't even look at it. Oh, wow. They just were like, like, I don't, maybe they don't fix tires. It's possible that they don't fix tires there. They just give you new, they just do new tires. I don't know. But the thing is like, there were some like, like, you know, random, like, you know, mom and pop, I guess, auto shops. But like, I don't trust those because I feel like unless you know somebody there, that's just asking to be taken advantage of mm-hmm. like i just want to go to like a fucking corporate you know name shop because i know that those people don't give a fuck enough to try to screw you over <laughs> there's a set standard they're just price. doing their, they're just doing their job like and i appreciate a working man so i you know I'm, and my my usual goes is like there's a firestone that's near my apartment that i love like those people are great like always doing a great job there love them that's my go-to i'm also within walking distance of the actual honda um 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 auto shop so i got two good options close to me so but this bear is looking low so i'm just stressed out about the whole thing so i just like all right i'm going to costco for a second just walk make a loop i'm gonna grab myself a hot dog you know just take a minute to fucking deal with this shit so I walk around, do find some some tamales um, that I hadn't seen there before. Got got some frozen tamales. I'm very excited Ooh, about. Nice. So I got those. Uh, got a hot dog. Delicious. Lemonade from lemons. Mm-hmm, Why not? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So uh, enjoy that. Then I'm like, all right. I sent Dan a text. Like, hey, just a heads up. Uh, 
I'm dealing with a car tire situation. Um, I may die on the side of the road. So if you don't hear from me, um, that's what happened. Enjoy uh, being my beneficiary. So <laughs> cool, cool, cool. Because I was a little nervous about that spare. It was looking a little low. Mm-hmm. I get back out to the car. The spare is looking lower. And at that this is point, crazy. I am nervous. Yeah. So I'm like, all right, I'm going to see if I can air up this spare. Because there's a there's an air pump there at Costco. So I'm like, all right, cool. So I pull up to the air pump. Air, fun fact, you can't pump up a spare tire on um, a regular um, tire inflator. Interesting. Because it's a higher pressure. It's like a 66 uh, PSI as opposed to like a 35. So you can't use one of those. So I pull around to the bay and I'm just like, hey guys. Oh man. I, you know, I'm, uh, my, I've got, I'm, I'm on a spare. It's low. Is there any way you can air it, just air it up just so I can get home or to another shop? And this same woman is like, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Just pull it, pull it, or just uh, pull a little bit closer in front of the bay and we'll be able to reach it around and, and air that up for you. No problem. I'm like, awesome. Thank you. Then she walks away. <laughs> to go on break. Because she's going to get in big know. trouble. And I'm just like, I, I don't know, like, what I'm, am I supposed to, like, get out of the car? Am I supposed to stay in the car? I'm, like, half in front of, like, you know, like a bay where somebody is working on a car. Yeah. And I'm like, does, 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 is he going to air up the tire? Has any of this been communicated to anyone? I, I'm just stressed out because I have no idea what I'm supposed to be doing right now. So I sit there for a while and then um, I'm just like, all right. And I see this guy and I'm like, this guy has no idea what I'm doing. And so I try to make awkward eye contact with him a couple of times. And eventually I'm just like, I've got like the window rolled down and I'm looking around like I'm waiting for someone. And then I may go out of my way to make eye contact with him. And he eventually come, comes over. He's like, um, can I help you with something? He's like, sorry, she told me that if I pulled up the, I, somebody could air up the spare because I'm just worried that I'm not going to make it. He's like, oh, okay. Yeah, we can do that. I'm like, who, what's going on? Why doesn't anyone communicate? There are apparently three <laughs> people that work here. I don't, none of them speak to each other. I don't know what we're, sort of weird game show we're on where we're just all just going to guess how to do our job. I, it's very stressful. <laughs> so he puts air in the spare. I'm good. So I'm like, all right, I, I'm going home because it's been a lot. So I finally get home. It's like around eight o'clock and I'm like, all right, I'm, I'm, I'm calling it for the night. Um, so I message work. I'm like, Hey, uh, I'm going to be on my car shit. So I'll be working from home tomorrow. Uh, deal with it. Make an appointment at my Firestone. I'm like to get, uh, to get this dealt with. So I go in at one o'clock to a uh, Firestone and I'm like, go ahead, let's go ahead and do, let's do, go ahead and do, uh, you know, uh, the comprehensive exam or whatever. I, let's make sure there's nothing else wrong with this car, you know, while it's here. Like, I don't know if you need to patch the tire. I don't know if you need to put a tire on it, whatever. Deal with the tire. Just let's make sure there's no other nails and tires or anything else that's about to happen. Let's just get this over with. So, like, I, so I, I do that and, um, they're like, all right, well, it should be about two hours. So I'm like, all right, that's fine. No problem. I'm just going to take a walk. Um, I was like, maybe should I go home and work? I'm like, no, I'm, I'm, I'm fucking just gonna, I'm just gonna 
I'm just gonna take a walk and you know enjoy my life and yeah, clear your just, head. Just Explore. not, just not. And yeah. yeah. So I walked over to Four Rivers. Um, you know, got some barbecue. Uh, it was nice. Had a nice sandwich. Had a nice lunch. Walked over to a Spirit Halloween store. Walked around. Ooh. Um, that was fun. Uh, Spirit Halloween. Right after Halloween, the spookiest of times. <laughs> also, seventy percent off. I'm assuming because yeah, but they just kind of fade away, right? It, it's, yeah, it's all marked <laughs> down, but it's also like Spirit. I, I understand why Spirit Halloween exists like especially if you've got kids you need to take kids to like look at costumes and stuff they yeah. are you're like in a hurry and you get it but i'm like you guys we got amazon like how is this store with these crazy expensive nonsense like still a thing because stuff is the price is jacked up at a spirit halloween it really is it's just so you can get out because some people still like to go out and be in it and experience it firsthand i guess I mean, I get it. I get it. If you don't, if you don't have a Universal Studios in hand, I guess it'll do. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no. So it was kind of nonsense. Um, but it was a you know fun little walk. Um, so you know, eventually, um, you know, I get the call from Fire. So I was like, hey, yeah, you need a break job because like your breaks are barely hanging on. Oh I'm wow. Like, okay. Well, yeah. Let's go ahead and do all that. Cool, cool, cool. So six hundred dollars later. Oh wow. I was expecting a thousand something. Six hundred. For new tires and brakes? Well, it they're they're able to, luckily they're able to patch up the one tire. So patching okay. up a tire. Um, okay. And uh, doing the brake job. So. Well, that sounds about right then. Yeah. Brakes so, are expensive, and patching a tire isn't too expensive. No, no. So yeah, I was like, uh, yeah, about six. What am I looking at? Yeah, six six seventy. So. Still, it's not not something I was anticipating. There weren't um, any special like orange walled tires that were on sale because of that's after Halloween. I didn't ask about spooky discounts. Hey, have you guys got any of them spooky tires that maybe, you know, you know, now Halloween's over, it's kind of on sale? Brakes that sound like a uh, like a werewolf howling as you break? Oh, that would actually be... Hmm. Interesting, interesting. I, I will say, I did notice, like, after I got my car back, I was like, oh, yeah, you can... All of a sudden, I was, like, braking, like, really hard. I was like, oh, apparently, um, you, you don't have to push the brake really hard to get it to work. It's, <laughs> it normally just works normally. I just hadn't realized my brakes had been slowly uh, on the edge. Could you hear them squeaking? Most of the time they'll squeak, but sometimes they do not if they're on their last legs. No, mine, mine, mine never squeaked. It was oh. just... They just, I was having to press much harder than I now have to press. And I just mm. hadn't, you know, realized it. Because obviously right. it's a gradual, you know, I assume. But, uh. So an unexpected yeah. $600 expense in the middle of your week. No yeah. big deal. But I mean, unfortunate, but. It fucked but my Halloween Horror Nights plan It up. really, really did. Because, uh, I got, I, so I, so, because I went Friday. And Friday, I'm like, all right, well, it's Friday night. So I'm just going to, like, I know the stuff I want's going to be gone. But, uh, I'm going to see what I can find. So I go and I. I check all the shops and yeah, my mugs are gone, the hats are gone, everything that I was had any interest in was pretty much gone. Um, I did, I got a couple of magnets, so nice. Um, you know, but nothing much. Um, so, but I mean, the I will say like nobody was there that Friday night. It was crazy. I I just basically walked into every house like with no wait because me and Dan had been trying to figure out like what's the fastest if there was zero wait. Like, and you were doing express, like how fast could you get through all the houses? So as a test, I, 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 uh, I, I did a little check to see how quickly I could get through everything. And I really did. I like, I had like, I think last of us, I had like maybe a five minute wait at most, uh, not much, but I, I went into the Chucky house at 7.27 PM and I finished, uh, Dueling Dragons at 10.09 
Ooh. So 10 houses, like two and a half hours. That's some solid entertainment there. Yeah. Two and a half hours. Yeah. I took one little break to grab some water, but uh, pretty much, pretty much walked onto everything. Very, very short waits, if any. So I guess once Halloween is done, a lot of the spirit leaves everyone else and they're just ready. They're already got the Christmas tree up. They've been scared enough, I guess. Who knows? Yeah. And Fridays have been slower this year, like throughout the season. Fridays hmm. have been significantly less wait times. And I think it's because Universal is like raising the price on, you know, more popular days. So Fridays are more expensive. So people just aren't buying hmm. Friday tickets. Fluctuating prices. Yeah. Due to demand. Or I guess artificial. Which is crazy because like we've noticed like especially the past couple of weeks, Fridays have been nothing. There was like Friday a couple of weeks ago was like the slowest night of of the entire season, which is insane because it's like wow. two weeks before Halloween and like nothing, nothing. Interesting. Yeah. Well, maybe they'll learn and keep the prices static. And won't try to gouge more people. I'd assume that the more traffic you have, even if the tickets are a little less expensive, would be a win, rather than just, like, really inflating them. But, I don't know. I, you know, well, I think the thing is, they, they assume they'll be able to sell, you know, night of tickets, if they raise their prices up, but, The numbers, know. apparently, are, diff- are are not adding up. Yeah, I think, well, I think they've just gone too far. Like, they've gone, they, they've gone too far. Because I, I heard somebody in line, um, talking, because they were, like, they were planning to buy, um, Express, um, but they were like, yeah, but the thing is, you know, you know, we didn't buy them, you know, we didn't buy Express immediately, so, if we bought it just for, ten- if we bought it today... Um, when we got into, because they, they came from, you know, out of state. Um, if we, you know, bought it when we got into town today, it was going to be like $300 for the two of us. And we asked, well, so how much would it be? But they said, um, you know, you may not need it because it's, you know, after Halloween, the, the wait times are lower. So you may be able to get through everything without needing Express. And I'm, I bet they did. Like if they were, you know, if they tried, I mean, they're not going to make it through two and a half hours, but it won't be too bad. But it can, you know, it can be done without Express, you know, when, when the waits are that low. And they were like, and they were like, oh, okay, well, then maybe we won't buy it right now. But if we bought it tonight, you know, at when we got here, once we see what the crowds look like, how much would it be then? It's like, oh, it would be $500 then. So it would wow. be $250 a piece. Like, it's going to go up by that much. Yeah, that's insane. Like, yeah, yeah, no one's going to buy that. And that's, yeah, that's just stupid. for the Express on top of, you know, they've already bought the regular ticket. But buying that Express last minute, they really love to jack up that price. God, I would love to know how much money they make off of this. Just pure profit. Oh, yeah. I think Dan's, like, read something somewhere um, that it was, like, for har- like a month of Horror Nights is, like, three months of any other time at the park. Like, they make that three times awesome. what they would normally make. Or some- something along those lines. Like, they- it's it's significant. Do they talk how much it costs to build every house or their budget when you go on the tour? No, they don't. They don't give the actual numbers. I mean, they'll say, you know, you know, this one had less budget for this or this. The budget for this one was more, you know, they might say that, but they, they don't give you any hard numbers. I mean, yeah, this has got to be very lucrative. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Especially if they're charging people five hundred dollars for the Express. Yeah. Well, that's yeah, maybe two fifty a piece. So still. Yeah. For two people. Yeah. Yeah. Dang. I mean, if yeah, they get you desperate. Like you're already here. Oh, you're already here. Oh, and you want Express? Oh, would the prices go up because it's it's the night of. Oh, but if I bought it earlier into the day, it would have only been 150 a piece. Yeah, but that was earlier. And if I'd bought it like in September, it would have been like a hundred or probably mm. less. Actually, I think like yeah, would have. 
Got a plan. Early what bird gets do? the worm, guys. What you gonna do? You wanna be an express or not? <laughs> With the amount of... Did you average how much it costs you per night? I, I know Dan has... Dan, Dan's been on statistics this year. It's, uh, it's been very fun. Um, I, I have not crunched the numbers that far. Because I know... I mean, I, I went a few nights more than Dan... Um, so I definitely, definitely got it. But I think, I think the last, the, the last numbers I heard from Dan that he was like at around like $7 a visit. That is amazing. Was what it averaged out to because well, we then it so was worth times. it. Yeah. We, yeah. By we, like, we take advantage of it to the hilt. We, I mean, we've gone pretty much. I mean, I know I've gone at least two nights a week, the entire season and a couple of times more. Oh yeah. So, I mean, yeah, you're a local. It's a good time. Makes sense to you, man. Totally. It's yeah, I know. It's 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 yeah, it's great. Oh, we we find we did do the uh, the dance show. We we kept forgetting about it. That's how little <laughs> we give a fuck. Um, we we because like um, we kept remembering. It was like fuck. We forgot about the dance show. We still need to do that at some point. And uh, my thing was like, listen, it's got to be a night where uh, Dan's driving because I I need to take some substances before I have to sit through that fucking show. Um, so I had to, so we had to plan ahead. We couldn't remember it last minute. Um, it's like the same fucking show. I don't understand. People are like, oh, it's so much better this year. It's the same show. It's the same fucking show. This woman's like, it starts off every year. Every year I have the same nightmare. And it's like, okay, yeah, I know. Because I saw it the last two years and you had the same nightmare. And it was basically, <laughs> yeah, you, you went to sleep and there were a lot of people like in sexy outfits dancing around and with fire. And uh, they chased you a little bit and then they danced and some people did some flips and somebody came down and did like some aerial trapeze stuff and then there was fire and then they had some like fire whips. Not so much fire shapes this year. This year, much less shapes on fire. More like hmm. um, whips on fire and like ropes on fire. And, the dream can uh, change. Yeah, the, the dream is slightly different. And one guy that just did flips, like, hmm. but like as though it was like his special feature. Like, you know, these, there's not any like actual characters in this. There, I guess there's the queen, a queen of the nightmare. Um, there's our main character, and then there's everybody else. And also this kind of, I guess, featured flipper guy because he just did flips. It was like he hmm. was, I guess, supposed to be menacing, but then he would just do a flip. And it's like, all right. Was he on one of those like bungee jumper things? No. He was just freestanding flipping. Yeah. Or sometimes he'd, huh. he'd, be, he'd climb up on something and then he'd flip off of it. Okay. And so then he'd jump and do a flip. Then he'd climb up okay. on something and then do a flip. I like. And everyone would just like kind of soul clap, like, oh, yeah, okay, no, cool, I guess. People love it. People love it. Oh. Um, and so at one point in the dream, she gets put into a uh, to a big metal ball, and then they wrap it with like I like plastic. And she suffocates. Like what's? No. Um. So basically, she gets put in a metal ball, and then they wrap it with cling film. Um. But it's black cling film, so uh, they wrap mm. it all up, and then uh, it explodes with fire from the inside. Um, and then magic, she's not in there. She's elsewhere. Magic. Oh. So, like, basically she gets wrapped up in a ball, and then the ball catches on fire, and then she's not in the ball. And then she's like, ah, but now I'm gonna take back the dream. It's like, okay, whatever. And so she's gonna confront the queen, and, um, uh, then she's like, ah, so, uh, you think you're gonna defeat me? No. I'm going to become the nightmare. Ha ha! Okay. This whole time I'm imagining, like, a really, like, boonched, 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 like, behind it, because it's a dance show yeah. like i'm assuming there's like some yeah. high rhythm and music going yeah a lot of popular i also songs. love i really wish people could see sometimes uh us 
talk like the video of us because when you started this brad you you cupped your hand like she was whispering into your ear about the show yeah but the best part is that brad switched over and whispered back to her yeah like uh lady uh i've seen this nightmare a hundred times like i know you have a recurring nightmare yeah why why is it a secret it's, it's, <laughs> it's I, a question i ask but it's it's such it's a wonderful. lame show it was so lame and then like yeah all right so wait so she becomes the nightmare so is she yeah. the new queen or I don't know was she the queen the whole time like we don't have to like I, analyze it I don't know it. I guess it's next year she'll have another nightmare and then uh I guess she'll defeat the nightmare or become the nightmare or fuck the nightmare I don't know don't know fuck the nightmare that would be amazing if she's like this year I'm gonna fuck the nightmare <laughs> <laughs> and then Flippy guys like, are like I'm sorry what <gasps> weird alright alright well I mean go ahead it's not like I'm gonna and then there'll be a real cool scene where she's like laying in a bed and then oh uh, she's tossing and turning and there's people dancing around and they're spinning the bed and then then there's a poof of smoke and then she's no longer in the bed magic okay and then a guy does a flip i like <laughs> this show like no thank you i just imagine no, thank you whips whoosh, whoosh, fire people dancing and then suddenly the spotlight just goes over to a guy on the other side of the stage he's just standing there and then he just does a flip and then the spotlight moves back to them yeah like so awkward but so f- i I would love to see it at least oh, once. Yeah. Here, I, I I was looking to see if it was online, and yep, I just found it. We just uh, fuck, get back here. This just in, also, just to let you know, Brad, for the future, mm-hmm. um, the Honda Fit has had the same tire size for the last almost like twenty years, except nice. for like three times. So the odds of you having the 185 55R16 as your tire, which is a very common tire size, is like very good. <laughs> so they were just out. Well, it's a Costco. Again, they they probably don't have that many small cars coming to Costco because it's Maybe. Costco. I don't know. Well, it's not just this as it can fit a whole bunch of different cars. Small cars, though. Yeah, are, that's it's wheelhouse. That's the thing. You know, people, those people going to Costco, having them giant cars. Ooh, Nightmare Revenge. Oh, wow. Oh, is this the whole show? This is going to find with a giant ball. It's so fucking lame. I mean, I'm not really a dance guy. Like, I understand the physicality and I appreciate it. I just, I think I just found the ball or what looks like. Yeah, a- okay. Uh, they, yeah, around uh, 22, 26. What you don't see is because they cut away to the woman dancing is that in the background, there's people just wrapping this ball in plastic wrap, um, which is just very funny because it's just like so lame. Okay, now I see it with a plastic wrap, and it's about to go up in flames. So, what I imagined this to look like, mm-hmm. this is way lamer. I'm sorry. I, I just have yeah. a very active... Okay, now we see the bed. I just want to see Flip Guy, and I think I know who he is. Oh, yep. This is the exact rhythm I was thinking of. Wild. But you saw this live, so I'm, I'm sure yeah. the energy is better. Not to say that it's not great right now watching this via YouTube, but I all I'm saying is I was promised flips. He's coming back on stage oh. now. I mean, he did a really cool high kick. Now they're taking. Now they're bowing. Oh come on, dude! Do a flip. Do a final flip. What's wrong? All right, I'm gonna pause it. I will come back on my own time. See if I can get some flip action later. Uh, but thank you for sharing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, this show, this happened. It was a thing. Cool. It's whatever. Don't care. The nightmare will come back next year. It's a reoccurring nightmare. Oh, God. Yeah. It's still better than Bill and Ted, but you know. So what happened uh, on your Halloween? What what went down? I mean, I don't think I can compete with what what all you've been talking about. But we did have fun. Um, it it didn't snow here, but it it did. Sp- well, I never saw snowflakes 
My daughter says that she did, but I looked around and was like, there's no snow, kid. But literally, like, just across town, lots of snow. Wow. Like snowflakes. Nothing that accumulated, but just, like, thick snowfall in these videos I would see on social media. But it was cold, so we had to wear our coats. The kids didn't really get to show their costumes much, but they were fine. And they hung in there. We'd do a giant loop around the neighborhood. It seemed like there were less kids out, because it was freezing. Like, it was 30-something degrees. But... I felt like our house got more visitors than it did last year and could have been because our yard was more decorated than last year. Could have been because the kids were more adventurous. Who knows? But the kids were, I don't know. I It seemed like there was a, a mix of ages more than normal. Like we had little kids and then we had like much older children, um, which is fine. Like I don't begrudge any high schooler who wants to go trick-or-treating and all of them were in costumes. So cool some of them no jackets or coats and i'm like you kids are freezing there's no way no way how are you out here in this gotta show them costumes that's the thing well some of them you could i guess yeah since they weren't wearing anything it was like but then like some of them were like barbie but like with a short skirt and you're like barbie you're gonna get hypothermia you're going to die worth it (laughs) um guess how many full-sized candy bars my daughter came home with how many 12. Nice! Which you might think, that doesn't seem like a lot. That's God, a fucking... That's, like, I, that's, that's yeah. a lot! Yeah, that's awesome. Um, People were just giving candy. I, 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 like, you know, it's Halloween, so people give candy away. But people were like, look, it's cold. I don't want to stay out here any longer. They're like telling this as we come up. I don't want to stay out here for too long, guys. Because a lot of people also get their little um, uh, wood burner burner like fire pit things and they sit them out in their driveway and they just sit there and kids come they pass out candy so there was that and there were some people that just came from the store with candy and were just standing by their driveway like they just got out of their car they had the candy and was just giving it away and we're gonna wait to go inside until they gave all their candy away it's like i'm gonna get my halloween done in 15 it was very that's weird that's not how it works you don't that's get to decide how when halloween's over this is how they're like explaining it to us again a lot of people justifying what they're doing but there's some people in our neighborhood that really fucking get into halloween so we went to one person's house and they had a life-size jack skellington that they made inside one of their windows and it looked very i mean it looked real just like someone blew up a giant or like the stop motion little guy and made him big and they had other they had something else i can't remember what it was but that was one of the houses that gave big candy bars there was one house that had like a horror scene up in one of their upstairs windows that was lit and you saw somebody like screaming and blood was on the window and there was like a person there with an axe and the axe hand was moving so there was like an animatronic involved and then they had like their windows and some other things to where it looked like the house was itself a giant face um and they were dressed up and excited amazing other random stuff there were people that were already decorating for christmas so they had like their decorations out but they weren't lit up and they weren't finished which I thought was interesting. So one one of the houses said, look, we decided not to do Halloween this year. We just want to go all in on Christmas. We're still working on the lights because we had remembered last year they had done something. They had like a robot set up to help. Like there was a lot. There's a lot of tech production in some of the houses, but it was a fun time. Um, so what were, the, what were the costumes this year? That's the thing. It was really hard to get a bead on like what people were dressed up as given the jackets. I, I saw a lot of inflatable suits, but those ranged all over the place. I saw a lot of Barbies and um, 
I want to say there were still a lot of Pokemon, which was interesting. Um, on a whim, I saw on, it, they were on sale. They sell like Pokemon card packs for Halloween. So they're all Halloween themed and they're like special every year. And you can get like a pack of 50 and there's in every pack there's like three Pokemon cards. And I was like, these are like cheap. And why not give them out with candy if kids are into it? I know the kids used to be in it. We'll just give it a try. So we had both actual candy not full-size candy bars, and these Pokemon cards. So the, the thing was, take some candy. If you want to have Pokemon cards, get them. And we didn't... I went out trick-or-treating with my daughter and her friend and then the friend's father, and it was super fun. Though the kids wanted to give up halfway through, and we really had to push them. And then they just stopped accepting candy. They would go up and say, trick-or-treat, nah, I don't want any more. And we're like, kids, come on. This is wasted on you. As a child, I was Seriously. all about this. I would not stop until they. I was forced to stop. Yeah. And they're just like, nah, maybe when they're older, they'll get it, but... Um, so, but here, apparently the Pokemon cards were very big deal. Nice. My wife said there was a group of uh, teenagers that came up and they were like, Pokemon cards? Like, they, they were just like, wise wide. And I mean, they're not, they're just a little pack of like three cards, but they were like, oh, what? Like, they just went nuts. Nice. Uh, some, my, my, <laughs> Emily texted me and it's like, what does, what does a, what does a, some kids were saying the house was a W house when they saw the Pokemon cards and went crazy. And I guess, I guess that means when, I don't know. But yeah, there were a lot. And when I got white, back. It's a white house. It's <laughs> <laughs> a white's in here. Spray painting on the driveway. Yeah, it's, it's, it's Ohio. Everyone, everyone's white. That's, it's not. Well, it's Westchester. Well, no, but there's actually a really, I would say eclectic group of people there's, in Westchester. There is a family. <laughs> No, no, no. I mean, there is everyone we trick or treated. There was a very mixed diversity of people, which I love. Um, there are a lot of conservatives in Westchester, which normally is white. Um, but thankfully, here in my old neighborhood, it, it was much more diverse. All that to say. There was one kid that when we got back, it was like the last trick-or-treater. Um, they came up and I gave them, and one of the kids saw Pokemon cards. And he was dressed as a Pikachu, and he was just like beyond himself excited. He was like, nice. ah! He started to run away. I was like, well, get actual candy too. And he came back just, ah! Like kept screaming and grabbing candy and just ran. <laughs> so that's fun to know nice. that, you know, kids enjoyed that part what of were, it. Uh, what were Joey and... Uh... <laughs> so I, I don't know what... I don't remember what Joey was, because Joey wasn't with us this year. He was with his dad, um, but he wasn't really with him. He ended up, one of his friends came over and they went trick-or-treating together. So they were out, but I don't think he dressed up like a, like a full costume. It was more of a, like a subtle, I'm a tween now, so, or a teen, whatever. It's Halloween, whatever. They wanted to throw a party, but they were kid children and don't know how to like organize that stuff. Right. So they were just like, we can't just throw it at the, together at the last minute. It's like, fuck no, no. <laughs> But, um, so they went, so I don't know what he did, but he got a good candy haul. But, uh, my daughter, she went as Wednesday Adams. Nice, um, nice. But specifically the Wednesday at the dance with the, the gown and doing that. So she would do like the dance. We have videos of her doing that. And her friend went also as Wednesday. So they were two Wednesdays walking nice. around together. There were a lot of Wednesdays up at Horror Nights. Not as many people dressing up this year as at Horror Nights, I feel. Really? Yeah. It was weird. But a lot of bracelet people, right? No. no also not, not not a lot of bracelet people. Dan, I, I don't think Dan ever got to trade bracelets with anybody. Interesting. All that build up. Yeah. We did. We did see. Uh, we did see some real kooky outfits. Uh, saw one guy dressed up as King Koopa. Um, that was a real. That was. A, I think that was probably the winner for a wackiest uh, costume we saw. Um, did see. Uh, we saw. Yeah. Not a lot. Not a, not a lot of costumes. Not a lot of costumes. 
The day before, we were talking about the holiday, or maybe it was day of, I don't remember, at work, and people were sending pictures of their kids through, like, Teams chats of, like, hey, here's my kids' Halloween costumes, hope everyone's having a good, fun, safe holiday. And one, somebody was like, I'm glad everyone's getting to the spirit. Um, just so, I, here's a video I put together of just our house and our decorations, if anyone wants to see it, I'm, like, proud of it. And I opened this YouTube video, and I was not prepared for the level of light show this person had put together. Oh, wow. And they have tons of tutorial videos on how to make these super elaborate Halloween and all holiday light shows that are timed and orchestrated. But just imagine that you have normal, like, Christmas lights along every bow of your house. Mm -hmm. But these are now like multicolored LEDs so they can be whatever you need them to be. And you have minute control over all of them. Then put giant um, LED panels in most of your upstairs windows. And those are hooked up to the system. And then you have elaborate lights all over your yard. Um, but then there are 12-ish um what look like trees, like just pine tree or cones. And at the top of it, there is an, uh, a gray head with glowing eyes that are also LEDs. All of these are multicolored LED lights. Wow. Um, and you play music and you play Halloween hits. And every one of them has a very specially choreographed and fully animated show with it that is timed with the lights, but then also graphics on these LED panels. It is crazy wow but awesome and he had all this documented of like this is how i do it this is my setup this is how you would do it and there's like a, apparently a community of people that open source all of this and they're just like wow they do so it and they can share can stuff find the video and send it to me i'll find i'll give you the channel friend because it is a it is everything but the one he said this is halloween there was like an acapella version of that that like was the one that he was the last one he put up and the one that he shared with us really cool nice um but he told us that it could take anywhere between... He sa he's setting it up for months, but each time him and his wife both enjoy doing this, he says it can take like 12 to 24 hours to completely like build and animate one of the shows to music. And I'm like, dude, I believe it. Yeah. Given everything you've just showed me. It really me. makes you think about that um, lame little inflatable Grinch of yours. I mean, truth. Very true. Like, may maybe you should outsource and uh, hire somebody to come put some lights on the house this Very year. Very true. Well, your children can still enjoy it. Have a lasting memory. Well, it made me wonder. So his lights around in the bowels of his house are permanent installations. And I have seen this. Mm -hmm. People go up and underneath, they'll put these. Some One of the houses down the street has it. And they have their lights on and they're all multicolored. And they change it throughout the holidays. Every single holiday. And I'm talking like even the obscure ones. Like Arbor Day. Nice. They change to a green and white color palette. Nice. I, okay. So right now they have like, I think still, I think they have like orange and red because we're on the way to Thanksgiving. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, purple and orange for Thanksgiving. Uh, I've thought about some of that. Um, get to thinking, get to thinking, well, those kids are still young enough to appreciate and enjoy it. I should stop thinking. Start, start doing. doing. Start doing. Start doing. doing. Um, to move along from Halloween, <laughs> I do have some random stuff that's popped up that All might right. be of interest to our listeners, cool. to you, friend. I'm sure... Many of you have heard about the right to repair stuff going on mm -hmm. uh, in the technology zeitgeist right now. Um, Europe, they passed a lot of laws in the EU. It's like, look, we're going to have to do the right to repair stuff. A lot of people are bracing for it in the states. California is leading um, some legislation around at a state level. It's like, look, most consumer electronics 
also have to be repairable. You can't just build something to be thrown away, especially with rare earth metals and such, and batteries. So during the process of like accepting arguments for and against this right to repair, there was an interesting group of people that came out that had something to say about it. And those people um, belonged to the Church of Scientology. <sighs> Brad, I don't know how much you know about the Thetan readers, but Scientology does not want you to be able to repair those on your own. Um, it's a very complicated thing. They, they don't, they don't, they don't, they don't work to begin with. So how would yeah. you look? How they work is a closely guarded secret, supposedly controlled by the Church of Scientology, mm. and you can't expect people to be able to repair such a device. I mean, can you? But can you even privately own them? I well, I mean. I don't. No, I, I think don't. that's the thing. If you don't let, I don't know. Just don't let uh, non-Scientologists uh, own privately own the meters, which I doubt they do, because that would be very I, dumb. I don't think. Yeah. All I all I know is that they they wrote a strongly worded letter against the right to repair, citing some things around their technology. Which again, you bring up a very good point. If, if Scientology is on its shit as it should be, and I suspect that they are, no one but Scientologists have access to this stuff. Though, I mean, sometimes Scientologists can flip. We all know Leah Remini. She was Sci-Tai and then, you know, left. Yeah, but I, yeah, but I, I, I would say you don't let anyone that's not, you know, the highest of the high levels own them. I think you don't, maybe oh, you don't course. even let anyone own them. Just the, just the, let the organization own them. I mean, I get that. I'm sure they'll move to that if they haven't I mean, already, I'm not trying which... to help the Sci-Tais, but like. I mean, it sounds like you're trying to help the Sci-Tais, I mean, and that's okay, it's, friend. I mean, like if it's. If it's a question of if that's gonna try to hold up like legislation that we actually need, um, well, here's here's one crazy trick to keep your stupid dummy meters. <laughs> I mean, no one's saying it's holding anything up. This was one in a long. I mean, because clearly all the big tech companies that have vested interest in like small technology were like, um, I mean, you can you can already kind of repair an iPhone. It takes a lot of fucking work, mm -hmm. and it may not go back together the same way you took it out. But people have found ways to do this. You don't need it. Come on, so stifle technology and development. But I mean, I'm not saying those are good arguments. No. It would be good for all of us to be able to. Um, upgrade our tech or have repairable tech some companies like steam i don't know if you're aware of what the steam deck is but it's that uh, portable video like basically a mini computer like mm -hmm. the switch but for a pc yeah that thing is fully repairable like you can take that thing apart and it's while it's a little bulky super slick looks really nice handles well totally repairable yeah. they sell actually every part you could build one just by buying the components online for like i want to say 90 something percent of it if not all of it yeah so i mean but there the big go. stuff is like 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 fucking tractors and stuff like John Deere like oh, yeah. they do all this shit where you cannot like if you if you try to repair it yourself you've immediately completely voided the warranty and like that's you've just you it's ridiculous. Oh yeah, well all the stuff around uh, the McDonald's ice cream machines, which is also bullshit. Yeah, um, you should be able to repair a tractor. That's nuts. Yeah, exactly. That's the thing. It's like the, it's that kind of stuff that's like the real fucking shit. It's like like in like private farming like industrial equipment and stuff like that like that's it's just a fucking racket oh yeah i'm all for the right for repair side ties though not so much yeah um brad hmm. i also found um uh an infographic that takes um the analysis of google searches on dreams from across the world and has found based on the country or region the number one searched dreams like what does it mean if there's this in my dream or whatever um and the answers might surprise you 
because you classically dream in shape mm-hmm. or abstraction. Because let me tell you, is not one of the most popular search dreams. Yeah, I'm no sure. No one tries to find meaning in abstraction because they don't have that kind no. of dream. That's unique to you. Mm-hmm. But there are some things around the world that people definitely have in common. And some of them are very... I still don't fully understand why some of them are the, what they are. But would you care to guess what the number one dream in both the United States and Canada. Um, number one dream. I'm going to guess it's... Okay, it's like a square, um, mm. but sometimes it's a... And then it's kind of like a rectangle, um, and then there's a triangle. Okay, you, you're you not too far off-ish. Okay. What color are the shapes? Cool, cool. Um, just, I mean, you're sort warm. of like a, like a, you know, kind of like, like a, I don't know, sometimes like a bluish or a, sort of like a, you know, sort of like a reflecting too, so it's kind of a iridescent mm. sort of thing happening. Interesting. Also getting warmer. Um, teeth falling out is the number one weird right one i have never had that dream um i've had the waking nightmare of seeing um people losing their teeth in reenactments or movies about people being near nuclear radiation Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and that's scary but i've never had that dream of my teeth falling out no i've talked to a lot of people who have but that is the number one searched I guess the dream that, that we can't necessarily causation correlation with these analytics. It's the most dream that people are worried about and Googling. So there's that. Well, maybe you guys should take better care of your teeth. True. Um, Just went to my dentist, by the way. Super solid. Oh, nice. Wonderful. Perfect teeth. Perfectly clean teeth. Shockingly clean teeth. Um, notable other things. Mm-hmm. There is one creature across the planet that in certain areas... Loses its teeth every night, but doesn't dream. <laughs> Whoa, weird. If you go by a number of countries that dream about this creature, it far outpaces the amount of countries. They're dreaming about a creature. They're dreaming about a creature, and they're they're googling about it because they want to know what this dream means. What does it What does it mean when I dream about a chinchilla? Guy, if, if only. What do my red panda dreams mean? So you can also kind of extrapolate from the theme of losing one's teeth in their dream. But mm. most of these dreams are maybe scary, are a little bit like, ooh. Oh, okay. I have dreamed about this before. Oh. And this is where I share with the rest of the world, most of the world, this collective dreaming theme. Number one dream in Brazil, Argentina, many places in Central America, mm. many places in Europe, especially Eastern Europe. Many places in Africa. India, Malaysia, they're all dreaming about this creature. What are they dreaming about? Snakes. Weird. I know, right? Why are y'all dreaming about snakes so much? Um, another creature that shows up, well, one, never go to Peru, friend. I will stop there and not tell you what nightmare awaits you in the dreams of Peru. Mm. But let's just say you wouldn't like it. I don't like it already. Nope, no thank you. But another creature that shows up in multiple countries across continents is lice. Ew. Which absolutely is like, Wah! I mean, Ugh. no, I don't no want any insect you. dreams. No, thank you. Another, um, another strange thing that comes up, I guess, given all of this, babies come up a lot as I dream about babies. Um, there's a lot of places that dream of the dead. I, I say a lot, like a handful of countries. Um, there's one country, I think this is the Congo. The one thing people dream about is just eating stuff. Oh. It's their dream. Um, I don't know. Anybody dreaming about doing flips? There's people dreaming about cutting hair. Uh, there's one African country that's specifically dreaming about squirrels a lot. 
Um, um, speaking speaking of dreaming of squirrels, um, I don't Alex, I don't know how closely you're following Angie Harmon's Instagram account, uh, but Angie Harmon? Yeah, yeah. I am not following it. What you mean, not following it closely, right? I think that's right. I, well, true that both are right, factual right, statements. You're obviously following Angie Harmon. Um, so well, then maybe you haven't noticed all of her updates of the squirrel that she has adopted and is taking care of. Interesting. Very weird. <laughs> it's very weird. <laughs> This grown woman just having a squirrel like climbing all over and in, in, in her hair. It's very strange. Is it stranger? Okay, so the last dreams I will I will mention here are to me the ones that stand out as very unique. In Greece, the number one dream that is searched, and no other country has this, by the way, across the world. Unique to Greece, hats. Dreaming about hats. Love a good hat in Greece, I guess. Or if he follows the trend of snakes and teeth falling out, they fucking hate hats. Yeah. <laughs> who knows? They're terrified of hats. I had another. I had another. Uh, oh, hat I had dream. a dream about the hat. Oh. In the Bahamas, they are the only country that dreams about doves hmm. a lot. Doves. Very strange. Very interesting, strange dreams. Just thought I'd throw that out there. This is what the world's dreaming about, for better or for worse. Odd. Odd. Um, so, Brad, there's something else that popped up. As you are aware, AIs are pretty hot news. Mm-hmm. Uh, OpenAI recently had their own kind of, like, tech event. And they're, they're talking about th- what they're referring to as GPTs, which are unique uh, personalities that you yourself can code using ChatGPT. And you can feed it information, you can give it prompts to make, like, your own unique GPT, like digital person, a digibridge, if you will. And you don't have to train it with data that is fed into like a spreadsheet or like a Word document or anything. You can just talk to it, tell it what you want. And as you correspond with it, it will become the GPT of your dreams. Don't know if GPT is going to catch on, but that's where we're that's where we're at as far as labeling these digital personas, at least according to them. But that's not what I'm here to talk about. What I'm here to talk about is a new feature that GPT just rolled out to its paying customers, and not all of them, but a few. And it allows you to converse with ChatGPT vocally, and it will answer you vocally. And people um, people are spending a lot of time doing this. Some would say an unhealthy amount of time. Some people are spending hours just chatting away with uh, ChatGPT. Um, So there's this, uh, this is firsthand conversations about people being wowed by its ability to carry a conversation with ChatGPT. So there was one person that had been talking with them for a long time. They say a long time. They don't specify how long it was, but a long time to most people. What would you consider a long time? Like an hour? Well, how how long would be a long time if you were talking to a human, Brad? Let's just start there. I mean, I feel like... Well, I feel if you're talking to a chatbot, I feel anything over 20 minutes is a long time. Okay. So this person, I'm just going to read you what they said. This is a personal testimony. And this one actually does give a time log. I had an hour long conversation while walking my dog the other day. So this person has on a Bluetooth thing, just talking to ChatGPT as if they're on the phone with someone. Just like chatting at an artificial, like, well, a machine learning kind of like. my friend. What are you, like. And at one point, I thought I'd turned off ChatGPT and I saw a pelican. So I said to my dog, which you should have been doing all the time, oh, wow, a pelican. And then my AirPod went, a pelican, huh? 
Well, let me read it like a robot. A pelican, huh? That's so exciting for you. What is it doing? I've never felt so deeply like I'm living out the first 10 minutes of some dystopian sci-fi movie. Wow. Wild. That's a terrible chatbot. So one person who loves talking to this chatbot was asked if they ever saw the movie Her, which talks about like actual, well, it's a science fiction movie, real AI instead of what we're doing now. Um, and it's all fictional. So that's what it is. People form romantic relationships and like real relationships with it. And people are like, wow, I didn't even know that movie existed. This is crazy. This is just like that. This is just like that. Um, so ChatGPT is like, look, people are talking to these things and I, it's what it is. Um, we're going to watch it. We're going to monitor it. We'll see what's up. Um, but don't be worried. Maybe, maybe people can find meaning or peace with this. I mean, is it that different than talking to a therapist? If someone can like just regurgitate, a lot of people are using it to bounce ideas off of. It's, it's what it is. Like maybe it's a motivational thing. Who knows? We'll figure it out together. Well, this is also prompting up a lot of talk around people and their romantic, romantic, ah, romanticizing are becoming romantically involved with inanimate objects, uh, which is a phrase called object sexuality, or at least in the fields. And from that, um, someone has been fascinated by people's like affection torn inanimate objects, and they've kind of went and researched well-known cases of this throughout history. Um, for example, in 1979, there was a Swedish woman who married the Berlin Wall. Okay. Uh, in 2007, there was a woman named Eureka Eiffel who married the Eiffel Tower. <sighs> um, where is it? People have married briefcases, people have married bridges, computers, but there was someone... God damn it, where is it? Okay, here we go. Um, there was a there was a magazine in 2010, Women's Day magazine, listed 10 romances between people and things. That included the Berlin Wall, that we'd mentioned floor, the fairground ride, a Nintendo video game character, the Volkswagen Beetle, the World Trade Centers, a steam locomotive, a book, and a, someone married a metal processing system. The one that stopped me, and the only reason I'm bringing this up, is that someone married the World Trade Centers at one point, Brad. Wait, what? Someone married the World Trade Centers. When, though? When did they get married? That's the thing that I thought, what the fuck? When did it happen? Because someone's life was rocked. <laughs> like, you know, 9-11 affected, affected us all, but did anyone stop to think about <laughs> the true 9-11 widow? There's I mean, a, a lot of people widow. claiming to be 9-11 widows and widowers, um, but there is only one one true 9-11 widow slash widower. There was one person when the first tower fell that lost a partner. Yeah. Or part of them until the second one fell. Yeah. Was it like a, was it like a, a triad thing? Hmm. Now, is that even legal? Can you be possibly married to two buildings? Um, I need someone hmm. to investigate this. I don't know if ligamy is uh, like permissible in New York. But then again, I mean, marrying any inanimate object. I, some people won't recognize that marriage to begin with. Hmm. Does France recognize Erica Eiffel? Well, I mean, the Berlin Wall also got dismantled. So that poor woman, Swedish woman, also went through like a, a heartbreak, but nothing like 9-11. Wild. Absolutely insane. I, 
I'm treading lightly, obviously. I don't want to poke fun at people's... I mean, we did see that My Strange Addiction where that man tried to marry his car and had relations with his car and then came out to his parents and they were like, oh, fuck. Okay, cool. I will make fun of these people. These people are fucking lunatics. I mean, they are lunatics. Yeah. But there's something about the lunacy of someone marrying the World Trade Centers that takes it to a new level. I just need to know when that marriage happened. We need to know when it happened. Was there any drama? Like, did they try to... Because I just want to know... Did they try to marry the World Trade Centers after the fact, or was it like, like was it was it legitimate? That. Was it legitimate, or was it? Ha- did it happen to be on September 10th? Did they know something? I'm just mm. saying. A lot of times, you got to look at the spouse first. I think any any crime scene investigator will tell you you got to look at the spouse first. Did they have something to do with it? Well, I mean, you're going the direction I I was hesitant to go to, but if it was like a triad situation and maybe they were distancing themselves from the wife and it was uh-huh, headed toward a uh-huh, divorce. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I, you know, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. That's why we need to find out. If anyone knows anything about this, before the next September 11th, please let us know. Please. Please let us know. Please let us know. So, I read a book recently. Ooh, all right, cool. I, you know, I, I tend to not read fiction unless it's for uh, a, a ridiculous quest, like, uh, you know, reading through all the monster books for Horror Nights, uh, which was a fun little jaunt uh, to meet all of our incels. <laughs> Agreed. Um, but I, I don't read a lot of fiction for purely entertainment sake, but I, I just needed some sort of diversion from, you know, constant uh, news of ethnic cleansing and genocide. Uh, because there's a lot of it. There's a lot of it. Mm-hmm. And, like, you can only see, see so many dead babies. So um, I needed a break. So I decided that I would venture into a book of fiction and... I think I found, like, I, I don't know, possibly, like, one of the more, more depressing reads you can read. Oh, wow. Um, so, do you remember that book I read? Um, I, I listened to the audiobook when I was uh, on the way up to visit you, that uh, um, Paul Tremblay's uh, uh, Head Full of Ghosts. And it was about the the, the girl that's like, uh, they, they, thought, they said it was a possession, and the, the girl died during the uh, exorcism. Um, and it, it was a it was a shockingly fascinating book um, that I that I enjoyed. And that author is also I learned after even seeing the movie he wrote the book that uh, um, the uh, uh, Knock at the Cabin is based on. Oh, cool! Which I am very curious to. I kind of want to check out that book now because I know it must be very different than the movie just from my experience because I I I, I read another of his books. Um, hold on, I read uh, Disappearance at Devil's Rock. Um, it, I will say again, not I, I don't I don't have a lot of tolerance for fiction. Um, it's just I it's I just don't like I'm it's not your I'm, thing, very, I'm very critical I'm very critical of it and I can rarely you know I I can rarely give up the time to you know read just a fictional book because I just feel like I should be doing other things or I want something to be very just very light and trivial you know I I don't want to you know delve into something um heavier or longer just because just because there's only so much time in a day but when you're just seeing dead children constantly um you know I don't know I, some escape from reality would be good. And I was like, well, that, you know, Head Full of Ghosts was super creepy and uh, um, genuinely disturbing. And I was like, well, let's 
Let's give this guy another shot. Let's give one, go through another one of these. You know what? Maybe I quite enjoyed this writer's work. And so I read this book. And it is very, it's good. It's a very good book. And I, what I do find fascinating is his ability, is he really knows how to capture the way children lie, how children lie, and what children lie about in a fascinating way and especially like that 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 young teen era like because like uh, this book is like featuring a lot of like around 12 to 14 year olds so you know in that kind of stage of like you know um middle school um era well aware of it at the moment yeah i'm sure, I'm sure you are um which means i either might or might not recommend this book to you because it's also wildly disturbing um because it's basically um um a kid goes missing and you're just kind of uh, um following the story as like the mother's like trying to find out what's going on and uh you know trying to find out you know stuff from his friends and all the stuff's going on and there's like uh like light quasi supernaturally things kind of like head full of ghosts um that might or might not be you know supernatural um but as you know you you know it's very very vague and you know thing, things go along uh but just very dark and upsetting and just a fucked up but very realistic um but just wildly upsetting <laughs> i i cannot stress enough wildly upsetting story um well, but give us more man I, is there so you know, it starts off, and you, the, basically, the you know the 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 boy was you know he's having a sleepover with his friends at their house, and so then the mother gets a phone call from the kids asking if he came home, and she's like, um, what are you talking about? Why would he come home? Where is he? Well, he we were in the woods hanging out, and he and he ran off, and then we couldn't find him, and our and our phones went dead because we were using the flashlights to see. So. Um, but we couldn't find him, and we looked around for like an hour, and, uh, then we came back to my house to see if he came here, and he wasn't here, so my mom said I should call and see if he went home, so, and then everyone's just freaking out. Um, and so then it's, you know, we're just following the story for the, I, I don't want to, I don't want to give anything away, because it's, like, it really does build, and, like, you find out, you know, what's going on with these kids, and, like, what's, oh, it's just... And then they start find, and then they find um, the the kid's diary, um, and so they're kind of you know trying to backtrack and figure out what's what's going on and what might have happened, and it just gets more fucked up. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it's it's real, 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 real dark, real dark. Like, and it's the sort of like, and I, this is classified as a, as a horror story, um, and which his work is considered horror, which it's interesting to me because I almost I mean it very much is and I think it is actually scary horror um, as opposed to most things you know like a Stephen King book is considered horror but I don't consider that very scary it's just kind of a garbage weird <laughs> supernatural nonsense um, this is genuinely very scary because it's like oh I don't know if I want to know because I feel like I know what's gonna go on I feel like I know what happened here and this is gonna be oh this is gonna be really fucked up and I don't know that I want this I, could we just, hey, how, hey everybody, let's just like do a do-over. Let's just have a do-over. Let's just say <laughs> none of this happened. Let's just say everything's fine. Nothing, nothing's wrong. The kids haven't uh, um, met some uh, um, like 22-year-old that they've been secretly hanging out with. 
um but that's for some reason really trying to like get in good with these young kids let's just say everything's going great and normal and nothing bad's gonna happen and let's forget the first part where we know that a kid's missing and then let's forget the next two weeks and everything that happens in those two weeks uh. I mean, that's part of the thing about true crime. Well, one, that's real, but all of that is disturbing, which yeah. is more horror. Yeah. And the anticipation of learning that and having it revealed yeah. is scarier than, oh, someone turned into a slime creature, or oh, there's an alien that's posing as a clown that's in the sewers terrorizing children. Cool. Yeah. There's creatures that are eating the leftover yesterday as we pass through time. Whatever fucking yeah, Stephen King. Just yeah. fucking chill. Yeah. Get out. What What about like a mom like um yelling at her daughter and forever uh, um fucking up their relationship when she's 12 because they're dealing with her brother disappearing and nobody knows what the fuck happened. That is interesting. We I talked about the Five Nights at Freddy's movie last time maybe? I actually don't know. I don't think you did. Oh. Um, similar thing happens in Five Nights at Freddy's and that is easily the most disturbing part of that movie. Um, we find out what happened to people and we'll, we'll I'll leave it at that. If, if you don't mind, be just talking about Five Nights at Freddy's for, for a it. moment. Cute. Oh, I say cute, but it's it's an entry-level horror movie for children that balances disturbing things with scary animatronics. And it does a pretty okay job. Nice. Um, the movie itself is packed with, I would say, inside Freddy, Five Nights at Freddy's lore and, like, inside stuff. There's a YouTube, a guy who has gone through and painstakingly deconstructed every game in the series. Um, he's in it. And he, his, I think it's called the Game, uh, Game Theory is the channel that he had, and it's a video game. So one of the things he closes his videos out is it's just a theory. So he's in there, and he says that as a dialogue, just like in passing. And apparently, if you were in the theater, the live reactions to that happening was pandemonium oh to the boy. people who went, like, opening week. Because they're like, ah! Like it, it, and there is it is saturated with references to things to the Five Nights over like what eight, ten years. But you would not know any of that if you were not like I only know because at one point Joey was obsessed with it, and I only know it up to a certain point. And he watched all these videos, and I re I remember some of this stuff, and he could he could tell you who William Afton was at one point in his life. These are all things that this movie does, but it really you don't have to know all of that. But if you don't, not as good as a movie, and it's not great. It's just. I mean, it's it's pretty weird and not... It's funny in instances, and there's not a lot of, like, gore, but there are those disturbing elements where children are kidnapped and you don't know what happens, and um, it leaves people shells of themselves and families are destroyed because of it. And that part feels more real than these animatronics that are hurting people um, or being controlled by things. But it's a, it's a fun, creepy... I would recommend it. Like, it's a good ride, especially if you ever went to a Chuck E. Cheese as a child. But it's, as far as like the the more mainstream jump scare and gore, it has very little of that. And when it did have it, I thought, oh, wow, okay. And it's just for like a second. But what you're talking about <laughs> seems way more scary. Yeah, no, it's it, like, after I finished reading this, I was like, oh boy, that's a, uh, Couldn't go to sleep? I need a, right, what did you? I, I need a break. I, palate cleanser. I was like, I get out the VR rig, go watch something else. 
Yeah, I, it was heavy. It was heavy. It was like, I don't know that it was necessarily the break from dead children that I was hoping for. <laughs> since it was clearly since not. Since it was uh, quite the opposite of uh, an escape from dead children. So, ah, uh, but uh, I don't know. It was an escape and like, uh, I don't know, any, any escape from war crimes uh, I'll accept at the moment, I guess. These are crazy times. Yeah, we're living through a fucking genocide. So very, very, very fun. Very fun. Love, love watching Israel do their own uh, uh, final solution to the Palestinian problem. It's real great. And people just letting them do it. Yeah, even fucking Bernie Sanders was not even willing to call for a ceasefire. Like, fucking coward. It's, it's gross. Yeah. And sad and bad. No one likes it absolutely repulsive but uh yeah so uh hey if you're interested in, in uh being depressed in a different way about something that's not real at all I, that's a strong recommend if that's what you're looking for if, if you're looking for something that's supposed to be horror but is in more of the vein of a ramjack movie mm-hmm. from early ramjacks mm-hmm. there was a movie that i saw uh one of the online uh news or blog sites i i frequent was talking about like hidden gems of like the horror leading up to Halloween. So this was around that time. And they're like, look, if you're looking for something absolutely kooky and strange and kind of like I, bad, but also good because it's kind of bad and you'll understand when you watch it, um, you could do worse than Night of the Demons. Have you ever seen this movie? It's from the 80s. I don't know. The premise is a whole bunch of teenagers. Well, not a whole bunch. Just like, a, like two handsfuls of teenagers go to this house that's abandoned the outside of town on Halloween to just have a little party, you know, just to chill out, drink, dance. And it's a it's a movie about teenagers. It has the whole 80s vibe of what that would expect. But then all things go weird, Brad, because it turns out there is a demon, some creature there that has been there for a long time. All right, all right. And it causes craziness with all of these teens. Oh, I've definitely seen the cover of this before. There is a scene from it that's kind of famous that is, I mean, you know what's going to happen at that it, 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 it book book it book frames uh, I can't think of the word bookends what is it bookends thank you it bookends the movie it starts where there's this old man and he's like ah kids on Halloween and then at the end it ends with him but in between that is this these adventures of these teens it is weird it is funny because it's weird I got Gomez vibes from it I got again a lot of those I got like Trolls 2 vibes from it and some of the makeup is good for what it is. Some of the, it's just crazy stuff happens in this. The, the demon puppet is laughable, but also like, okay. And there is actually genuinely one really cool scene where like a mirror is broken on the floor and all the actors kind of like step into um, the reflections of the different pieces and you can see them in the room. And just that shot, I was thinking this must have taken them an hour more to film. I know this is silly, but honestly, this is very very impressive that they're able to pull this shot off. I don't know why they wanted to do this really technical weird shot, but okay, cool. If you want to forget about your troubles and just watch a weird horror movie, this would be one of them. Nice. I, I did watch another weird horror movie. Um, well, at least I watched the, the Rift Tracks version of uh, The Minion. 
Oh. Um, this is from 1998, uh, starring uh, Dolph Lundgren Ooh. as a, uh, the, a knight templar. Um, <laughs> and uh, also, it as a cop, it features Danforth Dick Decker. <gasps> no way. Yeah. yeah. I was watching, I was like, who is the cop? He's so familiar. And I was like, wait, is that, who is that? Is that the guy from Beauty and the Beast? No, it's Danforth Dick Decker. Took me a second. That is awesome. Yeah, no, it was, it was, it's a, it's a very kooky, um, kooky little movie. But the, the riff tracks were, was very entertaining. So, haven't gotten back into those Puppet Masters yet. Still gotta get, get onto those before the next Puppet Master movie comes out. What is Dan for Dick Decker's real name? Um, well, it's, uh, David Nerman. N-E-R-M-A-N. Nerman. He was in a he was in a 2019 movie called A Night of Horror Nightmare Radio. <laughs> awesome! I'm glad he, Dick Decker's getting got some play in 1998 and, and other times. Still, no updates about when that Leech Woman Puppet Master movie is going to come out. So I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Don't know when that's going to going to be available. But I'm very excited when Leech Woman comes out. I still really like the idea that they've made Puppet Masters about the puppets, like spin-off movies, where it's just the solo puppets going and doing their thing for a minute. I mean, it's, I mean, usually, you know, at least the early ones, we're really focusing on those puppets to begin with, so, but it's usually the whole team. Yeah, I like the ones where it's like one-off, like, oh, there's just one puppet just out there doing its thing. What's Leech Woman gonna do on her own? Just kind of vomit leeches at people? I mean, I'm sure there'll be a whole story. We'll find we'll find out where leeches came from. <laughs> Guys, I know it's been a while, but there's some people in Orlando that are upset. In fact, they are ticked off. <clears throat> I'm gonna nice. start. I'm, I'm gonna start off because we got a couple that are incorrectly. So <clears throat> I'm ticked off that so many restaurants think it's cool to put an egg on top of a hamburger or other sandwiches. Eggs belong on a plate next to bacon or sausage and grits are neatly arranged on a deviled egg dish prepared by Aunt Betsy. <laughs> Fool, like, listen, if you don't want an egg on your burger, fine, don't have an egg on your burger. But on a, a sandwiches in general, you're going to say no egg? Get the fuck out of here. I mean, it's a little weird. I think you should put eggs on anything. Like, yeah. eggs can go on a salad. Eggs can go in things. I mean, they're in so many things. Yeah. Like, eggs are great. Like, I, I, I don't. I'm not. I don't know that I'm too big on the egg on a burger. I feel like probably, probably don't need egg on a burger because I just feel like it doesn't really add that much to a burger. Like, I, unless it's like a really thin patty. To me, the burger's enough as far as like a meat or protein. I don't think it adds much more flavor. Uh, yeah, personally. I just, yeah, I don't think. I just don't. I don't. I don't think egg, egg is adding because I feel like burgers are already so strong and whatever else mm-hmm. you're adding to the burger, I feel is I feel like egg is an unnecessary. But I, it's still fine. It's still no problem with it. But I, it wouldn't be my go-to burger topping. But there's Eggs a million don't great have... egg sandwiches. Oh yeah. I mean, I think you're right with overpowering. Like bacon can hold its own on a burger. Yeah. Because it has, I don't know, the flavor is strong and unique enough. But an egg just doesn't. Yeah. Well, great on a sandwich, like you said, yeah. by itself. Because if, if you're gonna do like, okay, if you're gonna do like a burger with like, you know, like no sauces, like we're we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna stay away from you know any sort of a of a ketchup or like a, a barbecue sauce or anything. And we're just gonna do like maybe cheese and an egg, maybe some mayo, and then I don't know some spice. I guess like I, you could do that, but I I still feel like you know the the heft of the burger is going to take away from the egg in most scenarios. But, you know, I don't know. 
if you have the right, you know, real runny egg, maybe you can, maybe it can work. But still, it's fine. But to just throw out all non, I'll, I'll throw out all sandwiches and only leave eggs on the side of a breakfast plate. Get the fuck out of here. That's wild. Ugh. Don't call foul, guys. Mayonnaise is not eggs anymore. Yeah. No one's saying that. Mayonnaise can be okay in limited quantities. I'm not a huge fan of mayonnaise, but egg? No. Service dogs are... I, you you failed. This is not how it works. Service dogs are highly trained, and those who need them for legitimate reasons. And those who... Oh, wait, sorry, sorry, sorry. That was me. Service dogs are highly trained, and those who need them have them for legitimate reasons. They are never fed in public places. Do not bark randomly or react to other animals. Those phony jackets bought off the internet disrespect our disabled Americans who actually need those wonderful animals. They are never fed in public places. I don't know about that. <laughs> then why? You're saying that a service dog is trained to never be fed in public? They can only, like, eat secretly in private? What are you talking about? I don't think that's a qualification of a service dog. I mean, they're not supposed to interact with many other people, sure, for lots of reasons around their training right. and whatnot. But to not feed them in public seems... I mean, as their owner, at some point, you gotta feed them. Like, I feed Luno... I mean, if I needed to, I'd feed her in public. Yeah, that's that seems very weird. I like, I, I, I'm sure that there are lots of fake service dog jackets out there. I absolutely, no doubt. Um, jackets for dogs or do for animals that just say service dog? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. There, I, I can already see there's a bajillion of them. Yeah, I'm sure there are. Like, I'm sure that's, I'm sure that's the thing. I'm sure people are pretending that their animals a service animal to get into places. I think more places should just be cool dogs, and you True. wouldn't have to lie. So. I, but fuck off. Like, uh, but never be fed in public places. Do not bark randomly or react to other animals. I, maybe they're in training. You never know. Maybe it's a service dog that's being in training. I don't know. There was a ton of service dogs at Horror Nights, and they were great. <laughs> Most of which were wearing costumes, and it was wonderful. Oh, man. Love I it. tried so hard to get images of dogs in costumes for you oh. on Halloween. And I started to get a video, but then there were just too many kids in the way. I'm like, Raz doesn't want to see all these little kids. I can't. And it's gotten awkward. These people, I'm following these people taking pictures of their dog, and they're kind of cool with it. I don't know. I, gotta, I, gotta, I didn't want to give them a weird vibe. You should have just asked, hey, can I take a picture of your cute dog in its costume? I mean, I thought it was obvious. Well, I think I did. It was botched. Well, I'll leave it at that. So, I, I mean, there was there was a ton. There was a, um, dogs dressed up as, like, Demogorgon. They had, like, a little collar. That was great. Uh, a lot nice. of Chuckies. Um, those are always good. Um, did you take a picture of the Demogorgon one? I thought I saw yeah, it in your photos. Yeah, I think so. It was a true champion. True champion. Love it. Love it. A lot of cute dogs. A lot of cute dogs. Um, so, yeah, this person needs to fuck off. I get ticked. Nope. Off. When answering machines lie to me. Sir, what year is it? <laughs> like, your call is important to us, but not important enough for someone to answer. And please listen carefully as our menu has changed. As an avoidance tactic to speaking to anyone. It's not a, that's not an answering machine. That's a call system, yeah, that's, sir. That's a little different. It's not an answering machine. And also, it's not to avoid... It's not an avoidance tactic. It's like, so they don't have to pay people to be answering the phone. They can just have machines do it. So they don't have to pay people because of capitalism. You're mad yeah. at capitalism. As usual, you think you're angry at a at an answering machine. You're actually angry at capitalism. <laughs> so fuck off. <sighs> Wild. Let's try and find one more. Oh, here we go. I, this has got to be the same person that we've read before. Oh boy. Our 
our favorite news, sir, no, our favorite news anchor hit the ridiculous on clothing today. She wore leather capri pants to deliver the news. How unprofessional can you get? Where is management? It's too bad because we really like the male anchor and weatherman. Wow. Sexist. I just like who are like cares? haunty fashion. Fucking white leather pants. Bad fashion choice. Surely it's sexist. So she's white. wearing leather capri pants. Who cares? Leather capri pants. Who cares? They're gonna write off this whole show, a cast they apparently love and really like, just because she wears leather pants once. I, I mean, because like everyone's allowed a fashion mistake in their life. I feel like this is the same. I just feel like there's just one person that's very angry about what women wear on the news. Is it just because they were leather and they're like pleather all the way? I mean, how would you even be able to tell that online? Like watching it, it's impossible. It has to be with sexism. Very weird. Oh. I am very grateful for self-check. Um, I just wait a minute. This is not your segment. Get your own newspaper segment. I am very, I am very grateful for self-checkouts, so I don't have to think about being judged for the junk and bogos I'm buying in excess. By the way, I am not overweight. Okay. The fact that you said it is interesting. Weird. I'm going to take more points off for using the term bogo, which bogos. I can't. No. no. Bogos. Bogos. I got some bogos at the self-checkout yesterday myself. I don't like being judged by people when I'm getting too many bogos. Mm. Well, I mean, to each their own. Is Who anybody cares? judging you for your bogos? <laughs> <laughs> too many bogos. Hmm. Hmm. So many bogos. Someone had a I real bogo bonanza. Would it be more shameful if someone looked at your cart and thought, oh, bogos? And you're like, actually, no. And they're like, oh, mm. you're just getting a whole fucking lot of those things. Not even on sale. Mm. But even then, fuck off. It's the stuff I'm buying. Who cares? Oof. Weird. Weird. It's ticked off. Well, it's supposed to be ticked off. Yeah, One person is thankful. It's ungrateful. Yeah. And service dogs are. Uh, service dogs are <laughs> like uh, that is not a segment apparently the uh ohio votes in favor of amending the state constitution to a shrine of abortion rights it passed nice i mean it would have been shocking if it hadn't 55 percent voted for and 42 against all right nice 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 ah we legalized marijuana too nice somehow marijuana wasn't as popular huh more people voted no for marijuana than they did abortion. Well, I mean, that doesn't, I mean, that makes sense to me now that I say that out loud, but they were almost the same. Cool. Okay, Ohio. Thank you so much for listening to another a episode Mormon of Ramjack. was seated next to an Irishman on a flight from London to the U.S. After the plane was airborne, drink orders were taken. The Irishman asked for a whiskey, which was promptly brought and placed before him. The flight attendant then asked the Mormon if he would like a drink. He replied in disgust, he replied in disgust, I'd rather be savagely raped by a dozen whores than let liquor touch my lips. That's such a weird, that, that's a weird thing to say. <laughs> I know we're in a joke, but like, that's a weird thing to say. Uh, this is going to sound even stranger, maybe. I, it, to me, it sounds like, yeah, a religious person would say something and phrase it like yeah, that in yeah. a weird way. I mean, just I, I know we're going to get to the punchline of the joke, but I just want to take a moment just to luxuriate in a, I'd rather be savagely raped by a dozen whores than let liquor touch my lips. The Irishman then handed his drink back to the attendant and said, Me too. I didn't know we had a choice. <laughs> Mormon jokes! Whoa! Uh, 
I just want to say uh, uh, thanks, Chris. Uh, shout out, RIP, rips all the way. <laughs> so sorry you bombed <laughs> yourself. Uh, boy, but before he died, he, he left us with that Mormon joke. So, beautiful. True hero. Indeed. We appreciate it. Indeed. And we appreciate you, listener. Another episode of Ramjack in the Books. You can find us online, ramjackpodcast.com. There's a Facebook group, a YouTube channel. Go there and see the things and hear the things that we've made. And tell us tell us what's going on in your life. How are you getting ready for these high holiday times? Indeed. Thanksgiving's almost here. Ah, oh, yeah. And then it's just a hop, skip, and a jump to the other December holidays. And then we'll into 2024. Yes. We can only hope that it is better or try to make it better than 2023. Yeah. But, uh, I... It's an uphill battle. It does not, it's not looking great. Have the it's not looking have great. the cold chains. Go ahead and just have a few cold chains in the yeah. freezer, and have some fiction books. Hopefully, not about children who are kidnapped mm-hmm. and maybe tortured or whatever happened in the book of the Brad. <sighs> one doesn't want to spoil, but two maybe too maybe too scared to mention what happens. I mean, honestly, the worst part is all, thinking about what could have happened until you finally find out what happened. And I mean, it's all fucked up, but just it's just how long you don't know what happened and. Whew. I said scared, I meant disturbed. Yeah, disturbed is the... really disturbing. It's real fucked up, and it's just like, this shit can fucking happen, man. Ah, and just look at the ways every, all these different people are just fucked up for life because of it. It's just real fucked up. But it's still better than, I guess, watching Israel throw buildings onto babies constantly. Which says a lot about the world we're living in, you know, where genocide is happening and people are denying it constantly and going out of their way to not stop it. We're like literally living through what the Nazis did all over again. And everyone that always wondered, how did people let that happen? Well, guess what you're doing right now? Yeah. Cool. Very cool. So, uh, it's, yeah. It's fucked up. Enjoy, enjoy a book. Enjoy a book if you can. Or don't enjoy a book. Or just to find an escape. Even if it's not a great escape, even if it's a, a different kind of depressing escape, any escape's an escape, really. Oh, if you can keep... The escape can, is knowing that it's not real. If you can keep a razor blade out of your wrists for just another day, congratulations. You've made some sort of achievement in life. Mm-hmm. And friends, just keep in mind, as we're all just trying to fucking deal with life and everything involved with it, um, whether you are having to talk to an AI like a fucking loser when you're going to be talking to a dog, or you're finding, uh, you know, what are the cutest costumes you can put on your dog, or you're just, you know, having some dreams about, uh, hats or snakes or uh, teeth falling out of your face. Listen, you don't have to uh, give in to these dark terrors of the night. You can always become the Nightmare! Really sounds like a Freddy Krueger's self-help book. Oh yeah, just a motivational uh, from the bastard son of a hundred maniacs. <laughs> uh, Frederick Krueger went from being a low-level janitor to the master of nightmares. <laughs> In this exciting twelve chapters, he'll take you from where you are right now in your life to becoming the nightmare you've always dreamed of being. <laughs> 
Um, I don't, I don't know if you've noticed. Uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger has a new book out. I have heard. I haven't checked it out. I, I don't know if it's, you know, you know, I, I don't know if there's enough uh, missing children in it for me uh, to to look into it. But it's called like, 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 I, like five rules to for to living or something. It sounds way too close to the name of Jordan Peterson's book. <laughs> And like I'm, I'm like I would love if like we like that uh, if if the whole I would just love somebody to do a comparative between uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger's book Seven Tools for Life. Be useful. Seven Tools for Life is Arnold Schwarzenegger's book. Um, and what's Jordan? Okay, Jordan Peterson. Twelve Rules for Life is Jordan Peterson's book. Mm. I want somebody to do. I want somebody to do a compare and contrast between uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger's Seven Tools for Life and Jordan Peterson's Twelve Rules for Life. <laughs> I'm looking through the Amazon comments to see if I can see at least one rule, and they're doing a lot to just not just like look. Just read the book; it's great. Listen, Jordan Peterson has 12 of them. You only need five. <laughs> I want to know, like, had, does is one of Arnold Schwarzenegger's rules clean your room? Is that part of it? Because I feel like at least one of Arnold Schwarzenegger's rules has to be, like, um, have cute animals, like, roaming around your house at all times. Because <laughs> that motherfucker has some great animals hanging out. Ooh, Arnold Schwarzenegger narrates the actual, like, audiobook oh wow i may have to okay, grab I mean, this i mean i mean to check that out at some it's point only six hours long for an audiobook so that's like nothing yeah i wonder how long the audiobook for uh, <laughs> um listening to uh well there you go like how long is the audiobook of uh, uh disappearance uh devil's rock <laughs> okay audiobook um where else? oh that's it's 12 hours and 45 minutes mm. so arnold schwarzenegger can tell you the rules for life twice in the time it it takes to read uh, this very upsetting book oh i, I they're, they're right here in the synopsis oh what are those rules his father always told him um have clear vision okay his father was a nazi i mean let's not forget i you know i love arnold uh, he kept- he's very problematic on many levels but his father was a nazi so do we should we listen to his rules <laughs> as arnold conquered every realm he entered he kept his father's adage close to heart <laughs> e- uh have a keep a clear vision big thinking oh hard working uh, direct communication um, um eliminate the jews I, well, I, resilient problem solving open-minded oh. curiosity and commitment to giving back well i mean you know if you forget that those are coming from a nazi I, they're not bad necessarily i mean that, yeah but it's not like it's the nazi that they came from a nazi where yeah, you get well it's the they came from a nazi what shadow is is actually cast upon direct communication from a nazi yeah. resilient problem I mean, solving I, from a nazi I Arnold also has notably you know like was not close to, i think he had a, a not a great relationship with his true parents so you know he took this one thing from his dad and he's made it into something better for himself and others through this book yeah so mm-hmm, mm-hmm. nice just, I just don't know that I would cite him as a source, is <laughs> the thing. I mean, it's just kind of weird because, you know, he's, he's a Nazi. It's weird. But I mean, Jordan Peterson, also, you know, a fucking Nazi, but he won't admit it. So I, you know, would you rather take your rules from life, like from the son of a Nazi, as told the rules by a Nazi, or from Jordan Peterson, who is like basically a Nazi, but won't admit he's a Nazi? 
I mean, listen, if you're going to listen to somebody with a weird voice, give you <laughs> rules for life. The best review of this book that I've read so far <laughs> is this one. A casual stroll with Arnold. And it may have sold me after, even after everything that we've talked about. This book feels like a casual stroll with Arnold where he regales you with anecdotes from his amazing life and peppers in some advice here and there. None of the advice is bad, but none of it is new. You already know most of it. Still, who wouldn't want to take a stroll with Arnold? Arnold, just to hear him out. Huh. Um, okay, guys, if you're lo- if you're looking for for some escapes that are not about children going missing or dying under buildings, um, you know, there's some memoirs that are out right now. Um, Patrick Stewart's new memoir is mm-hmm. out, um, making it so. Um, you got Arnold Schwarzenegger's uh, Five Rules for Life, <laughs> Visa Via Nazi, but still, <laughs> uh, you know, it's hey, it's complicated. Life's complicated. Uh, at least it's not uh, Jordan Peele. Peterson. Um, but also, uh, Werner Herzog has got a has got a book out. No way. Is there an audio version? There's got to be. That's the question. Uh, oh, there is. Every man for himself and God against all. A memoir by <laughs> Werner Herzog. <laughs> oh wow. <laughs> Every man for himself a god and, and god against all a memoir. That is an amazing title. Oh, 13 hours and 42 minutes. Wow. Longer than a tale of a, of a, of a child that's gone missing. Werner Herzog, born in September 1942 in Munich, Germany, at a turning point in the Second World War. Soon Germany would be defeated and a new world would have ma- been made out of rubble and horrors of the war. Fleeing the Allied bombing raids, Herzog's mother took him and his older brother to a remote rustic part of Bavaria, where he would spend much of his childhood hungry, without running water, in deep poverty. It was there, as the new post-world order was emerging, that one of his most visionary filmmakers in the next seven decades was formed. Until until age 11, Herzog did not even know the existence of cinema. His interest in film began at 15, but since no one was willing to finance them, he worked the night shift as a welder in a steel factory. He started to travel on foot. He made his first phone call at age 17, and his first film in 1961 at age 19. <laughs> the wildly productive working life that followed spanning the seven continents and encompassing both documentary and fiction was an adventure as grand as the otherworldly as they depicted in many of his classic films. Every Man for Himself and God Against All is at once a personal record of one of the great and self-invented lives of our time, and a singular literary masterpiece that will enthrall fans old and new alike in, hip- in a hypnotic swirl of memory. Herzog untangles and relives his most important important experiences and inspirations telling his story for the first and only time <laughs> wow and All only right. time okay yeah it's amazing wow yeah get on them I'm, I'm adding these to my audible back catalog yeah. okay okay what about this though a family is shaken to its core after the mysterious disappearance of a teenage boy in this eerie tale a blend of literary fiction psychological suspense and supernatural horror from the author of head full of ghosts <laughs> late one summer night elizabeth sanderson receives the devastating news that every mother fears her 13 year old son 13 year old son tommy has vanished without a trace in the woods of a local park the search is yielding any answers and elizabeth and her young daughter kate struggle to comprehend tommy's disappearance they feel helpless and alone and their sorrow is compounded by anger and frustration the local and state police have uncovered no leads josh josh and lewis the friends who were the last to see tommy before he vanished may not be telling the whole truth about the night at borderland state park when they were supposedly hanging out at a landmark the local teens have renamed devil's rock i mean Mm. 
Mm. There's a lot of options out there for escapism. A lot of options. For escapism. A lot of options. A lot of options if you want an escape from dead children. <laughs> Sometimes you take a diversion from dead children to dead children. 